0: <speaking in Hebrew> the bottom. From the bottom we're gonna go right away up to the top. You test kiss like a person should daven in everything that we do. We say a good when we wish each other a good morning, and we wish each other a good Shabbos, everything Pneimis. And each person should have the Pneimis, Simcha, Nachas and Nechama. We're talking about the Koychus of Kabbalah and Messina. Everything that we are and we can become depends on understanding this and working with this. Ha Idl bin Hadvar Shim Odin Royce Milvad, La Salik Minuk as a rabba poil, the Mahshava Bemisim Hoffi to live noise laat'm shall toy, Ilum shall toy call a love lahamik Banafi Lahake, Ma Boyno is Maharisai. If a person sincerely, honestly wants to build in his life a way of thinking, a way of feeling, a way of acting that is good, that is holy, and that is pure, the first thing is that he has to recognize what is it in his life that builds and what is it in his life, God forbid, that destroys. We all think that we have, each person feels that in his or her life there are certain dangers. And there are are friends and there are, God forbid, there are enemies. There are things that are dangers. But the emesis, what we think brings upon us destruction and sorrows, is oftentimes not really, really what it is. Ha-Nesina hi Ha-Binyin. That koyach of giving of nasina that we've been learning about, the koyach Ha-Nesina, nasina is the Sheres of Binyin. <clears throat> Everything in a person's life is built through nasina, through giving. The ha and that life of Al-Manasla, Al-Manasla Kabil, he shares a That is the root and source of khorb. That's our greatest enemy. Nasina is our greatest friend. And Kabbalah is our greatest enemy. Once this has become clear and accepted, and we understand this. <coughs> and a person has to make a big decision. A very big decision. Since we understand it's not just a question of being a little bit nicer, a little bit better. More generous, less generous. But we've learned, and we understand, and those who have been here throughout, understand that the entire dunyan ha'adun, the a whole mahus of a person. Depends on Messina. And the entire khurban God forbid of a person comes as a result of Kabbalah. Then the person has to decide. Am I determined to live the rest of my life or at least the next hour or two? <laughs> Let's try to start off now. Am I, am I determined to begin to devote myself through a life of Nisina. I've often told this to people, especially when there are a very big, God forbid, between a husband and a wife, between parents and children. The Koydim, if a person makes up his mind, her mind, that today I'm going to do something for that other person. ...without any strings attached... ...pure in the scene... ...as much as I could do... ...it should be pure in the scene... ...and to see how... ...a miracle can unfold... ...if every single day you do that... ...with that person... ...how something can begin to build... ...something can begin to grow... ...in the relationship... ...because... ...99% of the khurban... ...is not because... ...is not because the two people cannot get along... Most people can get along. It's very, very rare. There is such a thing: a person not well. But most rational, good people—and we consider ourselves to be rational, good people—most rational, good people can get along. Even in marriages where there is terrible tension, if both the husband and wife are prepared to devote their attention to this avoid of Messina, they can build a life together. It might not be the great romantic life that they imagined or that they read about in some book that they shouldn't have read or saw on a show that they shouldn't have seen, but they can build a good life together. But a life of Kabbalah, what's in this for me, what do I get out of this relationship? A life of Kabbalah is a life of bitterness, anger. If it ends this way or if it ends at 120, it's a bitter life. (laughs) person has to decide. Am I prepared to live a life can we all understand that we slip, we have Sometimes there's a setback, but am I am I ready to sign up for the program? To be on the program of Nasina? Or am I going to give in and surrender to the guf? The guf is Kulay kabbalah. The goof only takes, the goof only wants. It starts off as wanting a bottle, wanting a wanting a change of a diaper, and it gets much, much more complicated. If I surrender to my body, to the guf, to physical chaymer, and I devote my life, and I live a life, a life of taking. Of course, in that life of taking, you're also giving. But the giving is always with a chashm. Always with a I? What can I get out of this? You see even the big rishonim, Hamas, Yimach, Shemam, and Hezbollah, all these rishonim, when they come into a neighborhood, their whole tachlis there is to to take, but they do it in a very smart way. They come, Hamas, Yimach, Shemam, they come into a neighborhood and they build basketball courts and soccer fields, and they open up a clinic for medicine. They give out bread and milk to the poor. As we learn, it's all amanas lakabo. Those same children who they're giving milk to a week from now are going to become the shields that they're going to walk that they're going to that they're going to prop up in front of buildings so the United Nations can accuse Jews of massacring little children when when they drop bombs after sending a million leaflets telling everybody to get lost. But so it's all amanas it's all amanas l'kabel. Milk eggs, whatever you want. Housing like the politicians with all of their promises. Now, so we're thinking, okay, I, I, I understand this, and I realize that nisina giving, is the shirish of building a life, a life within myself, with my loved ones, and with HaKadosh but I can't stick to a program like that 24 hours, 7 days of the week. I can't do that. Life is not like that. And inside our heads, all of us have had that thought. I mean, it sounds nice, but how do I do that? So Schwartz says, of course, obviously. You can't just give. We're dependent on other people in many ways. Obviously. First of all, a person he needs a pranasa. Tarach mishte. Person needs to eat, to drink, mokim He needs a place to live. Imrat If all you're doing is giving, shelling out. If all, if all you're doing is spending, is giving, then how are you supposed to how are you supposed to support yourself? Because you shouldn't keep any money. You should give everything away. That's absurd. And that's not the Rats of Hashem. In Rakti, uh, then how, where are you going to have Parnassah from? And if you don't have a Parnassah, so how are you're supposed to live. The Baruchel made the world in such a way that it's impossible for a person just to be a Naisen, a giver. It's impossible. You have to take it. In order to be a complete, complete noisain, you have to be on such a madrigue of Amuna that everything that you'll be, everything will be able to somehow come to you in a miraculous way. the Rebbe of it's famous like that. you know the ma'aseh of the Rebbe of It's a famous ma'aseh I've told many times over the years. The, that the Rebbe of Zushi's Shammuz once got very annoyed. Why? Because the Rebbe of Zushia, whenever he would come back from shul, so he would come to his little place, whatever that was, where he lived, and he would sit down at the table and he would say, <coughs> Good morning. morning Rebbe Shalom, good morning. Zushya is, is uh, hungry. Zushia would like to eat breakfast. And the Shammuz knew, he was in the kitchen, that, when the Rebbe kitchen, <laughs> whatever that was there. And, the Rebbe, and he understood that there was, that was his cue, and then he would come out and he would bring a piece of bread or something. So the shamus the was uh, doing this for years. And one morning he said, what is this? The Rebbe am Zushi is ready for breakfast. Uh, and, and then that's my thing, and I come out with the bread. And he decided, I'm not going. I'm not doing this. The, the Rebbe good morning. I'm not morning. I'm not going. So he stood in the kitchen and the Rebbe of Zushi said, Rebbe of good morning. Uh, it just a little hungry, something to have, Passochachos. And the Shamas is standing in the kitchen. It's not going. And very it says, It's a good time to have a little Passochachos. And the Shamas is not going. <clears throat> then there's a knock on the door. And he comes in with a big platter of fish and with cake. And the, the Rebbe is, And he washes and he eats He said to this Yid, thank you, it. The Shamas couldn't believe it. First of all, he's the shamus, you understand? Who's this guy? <coughs> Second of all, what kind of thing is this going on? What's going on over here? So the shamus, the shamus runs to try to foul this guy, to go get him and to ask him, who are you, what are you bringing your breakfast here? So he comes and he comes over there and he finds this yid and he says to him, what are you doing here? So he says, I'll tell you the truth, I, I'm a visitor from another town and I came here to get a broker from the river revolution and i was running late for davening and when i came into town there's a little there's this you know that little wooden bridge little thing you have to cross over a river and there was a, an altiyad standing over there holding both ropes walking very slowly and i was gonna be late for davening so i went over there and i, and I gave him a thing on the back a little bit no, you know and he moved over for me and i crossed and when i got on the other side i saw people standing there like with a look of horror in their faces and they said who you know, you just gave a little push to the Rebbe of So I had a terrible pacha, you understand? But I, I, was, but I, I had to daven, the Rebbe was going to daven, so right after daven, I went into the market and I bought a gift to try to appease the Tzaddik that I did such a thing. So the Shammah said that he went back to his regular job after that. He went back to his regular job. When he heard the words, Zushi is hungry, he so said, We bring out breakfast to So you understand, you and I can go home after the shi'a and sit down at the table and say, is ready from Lava Malka. <laughs> so, first my wife will call from upstairs that Moshe should get himself from Lava Malka. <laughs> and, then, and no one's going to knock on the door, you know. It's, I said about people Madriga, there's such people in the world, very few, that live, how could that work for the rivers? Of course the B'anishlam sent that, you the whole thing. How did it work like that? Because the Rebbe lived Mamish Kel Chaybuk every second of his life. was with the Burya Elohims. And every single thing he did was only to give to Jews. That was the Rebbe Zushi was Mamish. He was nothing to anybody in this world, only to do for Jews. So, that was his life. He was in Gansen, all together in Nysen, without any Kabbalah. So the Rebbe could live in such a way. Regular people, regular people don't have that. In other words, the biggest block is you don't have to take from any human being. That's what that story is teaching us. That the Rebbe of ordered breakfast, and the Baal sent him a breakfast. The Baal opens his hand in such a way for a person who lives every second with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. That's only for big Balmedrager. That was in the days. Even the, the Rebbe of the other tzaddik knew that the Rebbe of is a miyuchin. He's a yachid. He's something different. Well, who lives like that? But because we can't live on that Madraig, therefore it must be, and this is the way life is, that life consists also of Kabbalah, of having to go and to get, to take. The Khan Tomun Hakaishi, and herein lies the problem. This is what makes things hard. Why? If a person would be able to build a life where everything was just giving, then since everything is giving, all together everything is giving. So then, then a person would naturally it would be be something, he would be able to to use that in every part of his life. But the truth is that even even after a person decides that he wants to live in the world of Nesina, and he does not want to live in the world of Kabbalah, he's still stuck. And he must he's forced to live in a world where there's a certain percentage of what, of Kabbalah, of receiving, of getting, even the richest person in the world. Even the richest person in the world, as we said, when he, when he comes into the house, he could be the richest person in the world, but he's waiting for He needs a compliment. Or he needs the markets to be a certain way. Or he needs that client. He needs to stay in the... Whatever it is, everybody needs. Well, herlach, la'vaita babaykir, pure rights and maskoras. The person goes to work in the morning, because he wants a salary. he's not going there out of the goodness of his heart. I remember how upset I was when, I, when, when my father told me that the baseball players are getting paid. I couldn't believe it. When I was a little kid, I thought that Nicky and the guys, that they do that because they're nice enough for, to you to, know, I don't know, for what, but I guess to make us happy or something or because of the game. My father said, they're the grubber. They take every penny they suck out of these play, people and they're all greedy. A game like this, all... So, speech about the truth of baseball and sports and I said no not not Mickey <laughs> maybe the, maybe the other guys you know maybe peppertone and trash the rest of them you don't know these names you do okay the uh, the older have ever know these names but not Mickey Mickey you know he's injured and he still goes you see this message. so just want money okay that's Everybody, everybody goes to work, even though, even though, we're nice people. But you have to get paid. That leaves you with a certain percentage of your life that, even again, you're working, you're doing something, but you're also taking. Therefore, it's very hard to find this balance. To remain a nice saying, when self calls self, you have to be macabre things in this world in order to survive. A person that absolutely has to be macabre. Of course, Revinachman's words, uh, paraphrasing Revinachman. And we're walking on a very, very thin path. A delicate thin path, It's very hard, and and it's very dangerous. It's very very dangerous. The Boshanpavakaders used a tsiur of a tightrope not even of a shvil, a path or a bridge. The Balshem used of a, of a tightrope because one time there was a circus that came to that part of the world, a traveling circus, and the Balshem HaKadosh said that he wants to go to the circus. So they went together to the Balshemtev, and first the Balshemtev, before he said he's going to go, he asked, they told him that they're making a circus. The said, what is that? What are they doing? So they said that the main attraction is that they're going to make a tightrope walker. And the Balshemtev asked, what's a tightrope? So they, so they told the Bolchamp that they're going to take a rope and they're going to make it across two mountains, and then the guy's going to walk across and the and the Bolhan said, such a thing, I want to see it. I want to see it. So they went to the circus, and the Bolshoampmba was standing there, he's almost raggged, and he' was watching this guy he the whole time was walking with a stick and crossing over this thing. It's not like now with have a net if you fall, there's nothing and the Shem was very shraggish from that. When he made it to the other side, the Shem did a reikut over there with them, and nobody understood—not the Jews, not the Goy. What the Shem was doing over there to begin with, and what's the reikut? And the Boshem said, "This Nakuda." That's what the Boshem said. You didn't see a person walks across. So he begins a yid begins in, with the Chaya Chaim, the life of all life, with the Rebbeinu Shalom. He begins in the Olim HaElion, and he has to get across this world. And this world is a Gesher Tzar HaAyin this very, very narrow rope. And that halicha, that w- walk across with halacha, trying to balance oneself, not to slip. A little bit sometimes moves this way, a little bit sometimes that way, and you try to balance yourself. But the Baal Shem said, but if, God forbid, that a person falls, what's underneath? To make it to the other side. And to know that the Baal Shem is waiting to be macabre, because of the other people, all the people waiting for him on the other side. And it's a whole seed that the Baal Shem have gave, from that masa that happened in, uh, over there in Mesher, it's very hard to find the balance between between Nisina and Kabbalah. Since Bal if you're in this world, you have to be Makab. You have to you have to take things. You have to get things. Aval, gam be mekaym isha Now this is very very important. Even in a situation where a person has to be makabal. But the Kabbalah has to always be together, together with Nesina. The main part of life should be giving for the sake of giving. Without anything in return, without trying to get anything back. That's an example of of, some, of a time where it's very simple to do just a purely good thing. He's standing at an intersection. As it happens in so all the time, or it'll happen in Borough Park or Williamsburg or any of the neighbors that are very, very uh, concentrated with Yidden, that there'll be a little child that's standing at a corner just waiting for an adult, right? You've all seen this. A child just waiting. There. And the first Yidden comes over, he's... He puts his hand out and then the, for the adult to walk him across the street. The, 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 the adult doesn't expect anything in return. The adult doesn't say, let me take down your address. Maybe I can call you. I'm a Meshulach. I'm here from HSL, I'd like to call you. Maybe I can get something. You know, uh, your parents, your parents. Oh, your father's a big viewer, He lives in Lawrence. Okay. No. The, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the person walks the child across the street past this. And the scene, uh, very simple and nice to give. There's nothing in it. There's no Zoom in the l'shem the scene. Nobody wants anything in return. And if the child doesn't say thank you, no one's uh, upset. You just did it. That's what, that's a good thing to do. It's the scene, l'shem the scene. Muishum rots l'kabel, there's no rots in the cup. But as we know, there are there are parts of life, times in life, that a person has to be makabel. In Now, this is our holiday. Even during those times where you have to be a makabel, do whatever you can. We can have some examples. To infuse into that parasha of Kabbalah, to infuse in it some, some percentages of Nasim. That's not hard. Zulotiyah Kabbalah <laughs> Bilvat. That whenever it's a time of Kabbalah, it should, you do whatever you can that it shouldn't be a time of pure Kabbalah. There should be something to make some effort that there should be a percentage of nisina, of giving. And every single kabbalah to try to put in something of a nisina. And we can think of a million examples. Let's have a few right now, in the next, oh, wherever it is in your safe, at the bottom of Kuf Samach Beis, at the top of Kuf Samach Gemel. We'll give you some examples of how to. I've had to see this in a very clear and tangible way. There's a Yid who has a job. He's being paid by the Iriyah, He's being paid by the municipality of Tel Aviv to sweep the streets. There's a street cleaner in Tel Aviv. He works for the municipality and he receives a salary. His Rotsam is very clear. He wouldn't go sweeping the streets if he wasn't getting paid. He wants to get paid. Kabbalah. It's very clear. Who writes the yetil of Parnassah b'sayf He wants to be able to receive a Parnassah at the end of the man, month to get his paycheck. And that's why he goes to work every morning and he earns his daily bread in the Neelach away. He's an honest person. He goes to work on time. He does what he's supposed to do. And he goes home at the end of the month, or whatever it is, at the week, two weeks, he gets his paycheck, that's it. It looks on the outside like it's a, a, a time of Kabbalah. The whole time that he's working, it's almanas to be mekabal, the paycheck, at the end of the month. He's not out of the goodness of his heart getting up to clean streets. He wouldn't do that if he wasn't being paid. He wouldn't get up every morning with his, with his broom and his little thing and to go out in Tel Aviv and start cleaning streets. He'd look for another job if he got five or something. He's not doing that because he, because Stami's a nice guy. He's doing that because he wants to get paid. If he wouldn't get paid, he'd have a tainer. If they wouldn't pay him, he'd go to Tasman. He's not, he's not cleaning the streets because he, because he has this great ideal that all the streets of Tel Aviv should be clean. That's not why he's doing it. That's not, he, that's not why he saw in the newspaper that they have, a, 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 that they have an opening for a job. He, was, he needed money. And he had, had a job, and he went and took the job. Elul writes in He wants a salary. If a guy comes to him and says, "You know what? I see you, at street, I see you sweeping the streets. He looks out the window. I see you sweeping the streets here for 30 years. You know what? It's enough already." What do you get paid? He says, I get paid uh, a thousand, a thousand skolom a month. Oh, Christ. I get paid two thousand skolom a month. He says, you know what? You're already get older. It'll be my pleasure. You stay home and learn and daven. I'm going to pay you. You don't have to sweep anymore. If that would happen, the guy mommy hit the jackpot. He'd be thrilled. He wouldn't, he would right away go to report to his boss and say, I'm sorry. I'll give two weeks notice that I'm going to stop working. Fine. He's done working. He's getting getting money. He doesn't have to go out to to schlep anymore and clean. So when we look at that, so it's pure Kabbalah without and And... And if the boss would say to him after, you know, when the guy comes and hands in his resignation, says, "Here's my broom, I'm done," and they would say, yeah, "But we thought that you, we thought that you were faithful to the to the Iriat, to the municipality of Tel Aviv. You've been with us for 30 years. How could you leave us like this?" He would say, "I wish you well, and uh, you know, find some other, better. pay somebody else to do it. I don't, I don't need the job anymore." So they would say, Ugh, oh, I me, mean, all of these years, you're just a macabre. You're a macabre. You're just a macabre. All you're doing, you mean the only reason you're seeking this streets is because you wanted to get a check? Says, eh, I got paid. Now I don't need the money anymore. So it looks, ala shetach, on the surface, it looks like it's purely an act of Kabbalah. If he's not getting paid, he's not working. He wants something. It's a chesmer. I'll do it, but I get paid. So what can be done with our little street cleaner. And what can be done in our lives, even though mostly we have different jobs, not that there's anything God forbid wrong with that. But what can a person do, whatever job he has in this world? That he shouldn't that he shouldn't be building more and more and more of the of that Kahha Kabbalah, being more and more of a macabre. Abukasha Adam Hamiddanafsai the person gazes deeply into himself. Humamid is a Nasina. And we have a person who's living with the program of Nesina. He's signed up for the Nesina program. Even though Lemaise, what does he do? He cleans streets. That's what he's doing for a salary for a job. And we know that he's doing it to get paid. That should only be one part of the way that he thinks, and certainly he deserves to get paid. And if he doesn't get paid, no one can tell him that he has no right to go to Bezdin. Like I've heard people tell other people that uh, you say that I owe you money. Why can't you be mindful? We have a chayesha we have a shulchan As long as everything is done properly and respectfully, Alpiyalochim, you can go to Bezdin. And you're not in Russia by, t- by going to Bezdin. <laughs> you don't have to go to Bezdin. So this person, if he wouldn't get paid, he would have a time. Still, that's only one part of his tfisa, of his understanding. It's true. The reality of his life is he gets up in the morning and he goes with his broom and he sweeps. The shayla is, what thoughts does this person have while he's doing it? It's true. Overall, is to get paid. But what are his thoughts while he's sweeping? Of course, the main thought that he has is that he wants to do a satisfactory job so that he should get paid at the end of the month. But there's room in a person's head for other thoughts. Not just that thought. There's room for another thought. The other thought is, and he has plenty of time, the other thought is, that what, <clears throat> that when he's doing this, that he should clean the streets, that it should be comfortable, that the people should be able to walk here and feel good. And that every time that he's going in the street and he's making it nicer, that he has a makhshawva, it takes t- a second. And every now and then to have such a makhshawva. There's a maistah with a tzaddik Rabai Levin, that I told many times over the years, that this Yid told over a that, that Rabbi was going, this Yid was a, was a, a, a street cleaner in Yerushalayim. He was cleaning streets in the, in the old city of Yerushalayim. <clears throat> and once Rabbi came here, was walking there, and the street cleaner saw that it's the famous Tariq of Ayah Levine and he felt a little embarrassed because, you know, in dirty clothing and this job. And Rabbiyeh saw that he looked, that this Yid looked a little embarrassed with the broom and the little shovel. And Rabbiyeh went over to him, kedarka, and he gave him such a hug and he said, You want to know, Rabbi Yid, I'm jealous of you. So the Yid said, the Rabbi is jealous of me. That I that, that, that I do this. Rabbi sits all day long in the Bismadus and he's jealous of me that I go here with, with a broom and a shovel <laughs> that my whole life like this in dirty clothing. I Rebi be? And the alajin said to him in the, in the simplest and sweetest way. Ibai al said, do you know what you're doing, my friend. Atamanakeh Rekovekad Shilir Kula the splendor of the earth, the very city, Yerushalayim, shlamia. You know what a you're cleaning one of the very streets, not Stama Street in Tokyo, London, New York. Yerushalayim. So Say you can walk over in it should be beautiful. Do you know what a shus makane bha? Of course it's not that he gave the Rebbe the broom and said, Here Rebbe, you know, you get, why don't you take a take a try at it if you like it so much. But the Yid said that he changed, that Rabbi changed his whole way of thinking, his whole way of living. Now, I don't know if, that, if after that he was dancing with the broom and the shovel, but, his, but he, he was going in a different way. He went in a different way. Another example of a similar thing with the streets, because this just reminds me of that. The Sadagir Rabbi Shusseg and Elena lived in Tel Aviv. And and it was once very early in the morning, and somebody was going, had to go someplace very early, and he sees by the rabbi's house somebody's outside cleaning. He sees it's the, it's the rabbi himself, the Sadegiri rabbi is over there sweeping the sidewalk. So the man runs over to the rabbi to try to grab the room and to the, the sweep, and the rabbi says, what are, you, what are you taking? He says, Why is the rabbi sweeping the street over it? It's four in the morning, what's the rabbi doing? So the rabbi said, it's my whole life is to do this. And he explained that when the Germans, when they came to Vienna, when the tzaddikim that were in Vienna after World War I, and they were there before the Muhammed or World War Two. so the Germans took me, the Kapitsis of the other tzaddikim, the Kapitsis was here before, when he was in Vienna, then maybe got out, I don't remember what year he got out, but the Sadr said that, they, that the Germans beat us up, all the Jews were standing there, and they took the rabbis that were there, and they forced us to take brushes toothbrushes toothbrushes and to go on the ground and to clean with a toosh- toothbrush to polish the stone and he said I was on my knees and all the Eden were crying and the Germans were laughing at us and kicking us and I was I was, with a toothbrush on the floor in Vienna and he said that was the lowest moment of my life and he said I thought to myself Bernardo Almakula I'm an Enoch from the Helig Division. I'm a grandson of the Holy Eryjna. I'm a Ben Yisrael. I'm here on the floor cleaning with a toothbrush. And he said, I wanted to die. I didn't want to continue. And if I wouldn't continue, they'd kill me. And then I had a machshava. And my machshava was, Saf Kul forget about the Russia, forget about the Germans, forget about the Nazis, forget about Amalek, forget about what we're in right now. This street in Vienna is also one of Akkadabaraku's streets. It's also a place in his world. See such a thing? So so what's bad if I clean for if I clean one of the Bhani Shalom's places in his world? Safkal says, so I'll make this place more begotten. He said, That Mahshava pulled me out. You hear this? When what does a person want more than anything in the world? What does a person want to live, to be alive? That whole mice of uh, cleaning was that the Nazis shouldn't shoot him, right? To want life. And the Sadegiri changed it into what? A mice in the scene. You not to, li- not to get life from this amalek, but to clean something of the varnish on this world. And he said that after I survived the whole thing, I made up my mind that if I, I said to myself at that time that if I get out, that I'm going to continue for the rest of my life a little time each day to clean. The Bansham's world. And that's what he would do every morning. Every morning he would come out and do a little bit in front of the house on the sidewalk to clean. It's a machshav of a big person. But it's something that even regular people like ourselves, obviously, each person according to his or her place can introduce into every day of Working and getting can introduce, even if it means an extra smile to a person. An extra smile. When you go someplace, it could be you go to a gas station. Or you go to, you go to, to, to a toll booth. And now everything's with machines a lot. But you go, and a person, and there's a person who goes out of his way. Sometimes you get someone that's working in one of these places that goes out of his way. In New York, it's not so much. Out of town, you see this caseda. The person goes out of his way and say, says to you, have a nice day. should be a good day. You know that that person, when a person does that for you, smiles and says, you should have a good day. And how you're feeling today, it should be a good day. You know that that day, that person, let's say that person is a teacher, right? He's going to work, he's a teacher. So that teacher comes into a classroom. A the classroom that could be 25 kids. Because that because that person, because that person in the toll booth or at the store or at the gas station started off your day like with a chiyas, good morning, and how you doing, it's nice to see you, or if it's, my wife read to me in in a book someplace, if it's a a lady teacher, it was a lady teacher, and and someone said, oh, you're looking so beautiful this morning, oh, she comes to the classroom, the children already see she's a, a different person different person she's got little children and, if, and if, because of that she, she was a little kinder to the kids a little bit more patient with the kids because the guy in the store said you look so beautiful today and that made her that gave her a feeling of lifting her up and because of that she was nicer to the kids in class that day and made, the kid could come home the kids could come home and they give their parents less of a headache it's a whole you'll never see it because you don't know but that guy in the store that friendly guy or the guy that works in the airport, or the guy that works in this place, and he has a good word to say to another person, or whatever your profession is, and you talk to people with respect, with ne'emus, whether you're a doctor, or you're a plumber, whatever you're doing. With ne'emus, you don't know how that person... You set off a certain chain reaction of giving. You began something with a good word. And from your good word, there came more nesina. More nesina, because nesina is emes. Chaisem shekaz brooch, emes. And therefore it has children and grandchildren. It goes, Vaiteh. Right for like Hanukkah candles. And from that one kind word, you could have done the same job. The guy that told, but doesn't have to, oh, takes the money. The guy in the store takes the money and gives you whatever you... But by adding in an, a kind word, that person, that person has goes to goes to his next place with a little bit of nisina in him. That means that that guy, that guy that was doing the job in the store or in the, at the toll booth in the gas station, he took what was otherwise a job, which is just kabbalah to get a, to get a check. And he, and he introduced into that life of Kabbalah, Nisina. Because he didn't have to do that. He didn't attend any seminar like these, all these businesses had before. Listen, you know, we, we all know that we hate our customers, but you have to, you know. In order to make a lot of money, you have to, you have to say, yes, sir, have a nice day, sir. Or you go sometimes to have a bank that says that all of our tellers uh, were trained to say thank you. Or something like that. Or say good morning. So if you come and you look like a yid, so you see like this painful, good morning. But they have to, or else you could report them. and They weren't, and they, they might you know, cut this out, a bonus or something for Kratzmach, because they didn't say good morning to a Jew, so they have to say good morning even to a Jew. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking when there wasn't any requirement, there was no seminar. They didn't have a, a thing of lifting up, uh, uh, bringing up our, uh, how much money the company can make, because they gave them a speech. You know, if you're, if you're nice to people, we'll make more money. If we make more money, you get a bigger bonus. No. Just some little person doing his little job. He's not going to get one extra penny. It's not his store. He's not going to get more customers. It's not with the chesna of Kabbalah. Because you have a person that they could be in the store and they have a chesna of Kabbalah. They're nice to customers. I'll make more money. No, the guy says just... A, he works. He's not going to get any more money. He just is good. And he wants to be a nice saint. He wants to be a nice saint. Just this today at lunch my wife read every Shabbos by lunch, we read from we take turns reading. There's a on the Indian of Diburum there's a book in English that's the that children like, and we read and we each and we talk about it. And just today just today that, that we read at the Shabbos table that there was a, a fellow, a yid, a family, that they had a woman from from Guatemala that was working for them. A cleaning lady. And she spoke only Spanish. Kemat didn't speak any English. And the balabusta, the, 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 the woman, she also spoke Spanish. She was up with her guide. The balabusta the didn't speak any Spanish. She would only say muchas gracias, you know, whatever. He didn't know to say any more de And what happened was like this. This woman from Guatemala hadn't seen, she has a child, the husband isn't the husband. She had a little girl, and she was separated from this little girl. She came to make money. She left the little girl, I think, with grandparents, something like that. And, and the mother was here working, working, working to try to get some money to bring over the, the child into whatever, to make a life for her in America. So what happened? <clears throat> so she, all the time she was crying, she was always sad she missed a child. So, so finally, she came in. With, with a with a, a shining face, that that um, that her, her daughter is, is coming over. The, 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 the daughter is here. That she's coming over. They bring you in. mamish oh, so happy. So the Balabas, uh, there was already. This looked like it was going to be coming hopefully soon. The Balabas was trying to learn some Spanish. And how do you say? what Does it mean feliz? Happy, right? So he, he that's, that's how he's, Feliz. So he, he studied, he got that one word, he, he couldn't learn Spanish. He got this one word, and, and when she was, she was so happy, all he said to her he said, whatever her name is, Feliz, Feliz. I'm, I'm happy for you, I'm so happy. And she understood that that made her feel so good, because she understood that the, that the Balabas worked to try to at least something to be able to say to her. To say that it means something to me. You're not a schlepper. You're not stamp. It means so. I'm happy for you. Your child is coming. Feliz. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. Mechayi. Human beings. Keseidah. That that's how the tzaddikim live. Everything is nesimah. Everything is to give. A person could be at, at, at a job. A posh at the job. And we I mean, understand you're getting to get paid. But in the context of that job. How you answer the phone. How you talk to people. Could be thousands and thousands of opportunities of Nasena. and each person is certainly more precious than a street in Vienna. It's more important than a street in Vienna. A human being, a human being. Another person could have the attitude: it's a cleaning girl, the the shiks, the guy. Not him. He had a husband as a human being, and 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 a child is. She's happy because her daughter's coming and she's been accepted felice. It's such a beautiful story. Simple, but beautiful. Could, you, could we understand how much simcha gave to that woman? How it made her feel good? That I'm not, uh, I'm not a thing to this person, that I'm a human being and how he respects me? The chosh of the thing that is. A person can do that. That's what he says. Certainly the guy's main intention, is that he should get paid at the end of the month? For no extra money, it doesn't cost him anything. He has a machshava. <coughs> I'm cleaning the streets, and people are going to feel good here. It looked nice. It's a machshava Nachon, <laughs> it's true. Im is <laughs> of course, with all of those good kavanis. If the the city doesn't pay the guy, he'll have to get another job. That's okay. Of course we understand that he doesn't have enough motivation and he can't afford to clean the streets for free. But once he already has the job, not only in his head but in the, in the truth in that true part of his heart why can't I also want to do something good for people not just for me to take to take my salary not that there's anything wrong with taking a salary per se but it's Kabbalah and Kabbalah is part of that, that korban of a person That's why people at work can get very, very petty. You've been in places of work, some of you, where there's all kinds of maneuvering and this, pettiness and smallness, what goes on in offices. If that would ever be written up in books, what goes on in the It could be a a little office, and all kinds of things that you think that that this is like, you know, the government of Canada, that it's a whole malchus or something. It's a little office. And that office, all kinds of things going on. In a little office. Why? Because everything's Kabbalah. What I can get from the boss. And the other one's trying to get from the boss, that means I'm my husband. Everything's taken. A person can live his life, namish. building, building up, even in the context, even in the misgaris of Kabbalah, a person is able to be a nice saint. to remain connected to Nisina. The point is that a person must always be connected to Nesina. Or else the korban starts. Even when it's a time of Kabbalah, unless you're a baby, an infant, a little kid, a little kid obviously is just Kabbalah. But unless you're, unless you're, you're an infant, everything in life, there must be at least a percentage of Nasina. Maisa. At least, take off Maisa. Nasina. Haryas <laughs> havaidah. <laughs> I have to go to work anyway. <laughs> I have to anyway go to work. So I might as well I might as well have also a kavana and a kavana that people should feel nice walking in the street. And it gives you also a bigger kheshik. Because the previous of a person meets Adhana Shamans, he hates being in the Kabul. We don't like getting paid by other people. We don't like that. We don't want to depend on other people. We hate that. We want to be nice men. So when a person introduces Nasim into his job, he's able to have more of a for his work. He has a bigger cheshik to work. He enjoys it more because he doesn't feel that he's just a, like he's a macabre and he's just, he, he wants to be a nice man. And even if he doesn't feel that, but in the pneumius of who he is, he really, really wants to be a nicer. Harilano adam. So here we have an example of a person. Here we have an example of a person who is working <coughs> to get paid, honestly, to be a to be mekabel to receive a maskaras a salary, but as long as he as long as he uses his das, he's, he has an opportunity. Even though it looks like it's an in inif kabbalah, he has an opportunity, to make himself into noising, not only into not only a mekabel. Growing up, if you're you're growing up in a house, you're living there, parents, it's not just that your mother has to ask you, can you do this to do that? The whole time living in your parents' home, you're just a macabre. Your parents pay for your, I'm talking about younger children, your parents pay for your clothing, your parents pay for everything, for school, for... The person would understand that that's really, that contributes so much to the Chorban. Not that the parents shouldn't take care of their children. But the child is being conditioned from the beginning of his life to be a macabre. And then when things don't go his way in life, or when there's, when there's a need for him to be a nice saint, when he gets married, he doesn't know how to be a nice saint. His whole life he's a macabre. Yes, Yankili. Yes, Marishulatata. Yes, yes, yes. All his life he's getting, and he comes to a marriage that he also only wants to get. And he doesn't understand that in order for him to be married, he has to change himself into a nice saint. But all he is, what, is a Makabal. He was a Makabal when he was in the house. He's a Makabal in the yeshiva. He didn't have to do anything in the yeshiva. Nowadays, in the yeshiva, if they would ask a bachelor to t- clean the kitchen, then the parents would, t- would take the yeshiva to, to, to sue him. You asked my son. You asked my son. You know the famous mice We'll end now with this. You know there was a famous mice with the Satan Rav. But the Satan Rav was sending was send around the boys and when they came to America in Williamsburg, he was sending around the boys that they should go collecting for the yeshiva. That they should work for the yeshiva. was the people didn't have money, to, so they had to go collecting. There was a very rich woman who, she was very upset about this. My boy was going around like, like a snow collecting. So she went in with her fur coat into the satin robe and she, and she took out her, her purse and she said, Hey, look, how much does it my son, uh, how much does an average boy in the yeshiva raise over the year? I'll take care of him. So Rebbe I said, I don't, I don't want your money. I want your son to become a mensch. I don't want your money. And do you think that that's the way that I have to do it by having the little boys go from doing it? No. You have it wrong. I want to teach them to do for others. I want to teach them what it means to schlep for other Jews. You keep your money. I have, we have to build your child into a mensch. Growing up, a child is in a combo. When is he going to become a nice saint? It's the most painful thing. Because that's the besmedrash of marriage. And there are guys that they can't, and girls too, that they can't make the switch over. Either they don't get married. Uh, what do I need this for? It's a pain in the neck. Kids and this, no, no, it's me. like this. I can have a good time. I don't need to give. Or they get married, and it's a horrible marriage, horrible. That's the best measure of giving. Best measure of giving. If you're if you're a macabre, you're not a nice saying. Marriage. So you think as you went to some little chasson class, and if the little chasson class made you into uh, into a nice saying, The little chasson class. That made you into a noise saying, this, this is the shirish of the problems of our generation. That from the earliest age, it's all Kabbalah and never to work, never to work for their families. You have people that their families couldn't afford and boys had to go out to work in early age to bring home their money and put it on the father's table. And, not, and there was nothing that he felt heroic of doing it. That now if a, if a kid makes a little money, he goes and buys himself something, or the girl buys herself a dress, she feels that she's like a martyr. That she spent her own money on her dress. It used to be that there wasn't a hatimsa, that a child didn't work, and, give, and take over the money, and put on the table the simcha. That's not right, for a child to help his family out. In that world, you raise men In our world, you're raising nekabram. The stakes are very high. And it's very, very dangerous. Because it's the question of walking on that tightrope. A noisyin nice or a macabre. And if you fall off the rope, it's very, very hard to climb back up. A person could always do tshuva. But it depends on the etzin of that decision of life to be a noisyin, nice to be a moisev or a halach in this world, to be a noisyin. Nice Shem's book well should help us. We should make it safely, not just safely in a beautiful way, to the the other side, to go back to the Ba'an arms at the right time, at 120 in good health. Matziyantiv? will continue, Bez Hashem.